Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not Another Isekai, a show all about the current season's anime episodes and shows that we're watching, uh, shows that we're not watching. How many of them are Isekai? Probably too many. Too many. That happens every season. Uh, I'm Tyler, as always. Always my name. And uh, yeah, we got a good episode for you today. Uh, a little bit of a double episode last week. Uh, it was another week I skipped. I don't plan on skipping weeks very often. It just kind of has happened. <laughs> uh, last time was because had some issues, had some tech issues, couldn't get it resolved. Um, some stuff died, and uh, we had we had a nice funeral for you know for the for the inanimate objects. But uh, we are back back in it today. Um, so a double episode for you. It's always nice, right? Um, so yeah. Let's get into it, I guess, right? So we got Spy Family, Season 2, Episode 7 and 8. Some good stuff here. Um, so pretty much the first episode was mostly about uh, George, right, trying to destroy Damien, right? We had a thing where the, the company has a month left, and so George was trying to, oh, take down Damien, then his company can't take my company down, all that stuff. It was all very nice. Um... In the end, I guess, uh, it all kind of worked out, not in his favor, <laughs> but, you know, because he tried to plant the cigarette on him, uh, which was crazy, by the way. And then once he kind of gave his sob story, he guilted everyone to doing nice things for him, you know, which was rough. I mean, you're kind of on two sides of the same coin, right? Where it's like, on one hand, he doesn't deserve this stuff, right? Like, the only reason we're giving it to him is because some bad stuff apparently is happening to him. But then, you know, bad stuff, right? Like, if his company is actually going under, if his family is about to get destroyed and be broke and whatever, it's like, hey, we're all nice people. I mean, you know, this was definitely a moment in the show where, you know, uh, we see kids being nice, you know? And, like, they're not all just tyrants, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, we're actually being nice to each other. So that, 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 that's cool, right, right, right? They all even sing a song. We have a nice, a nice song breakout number in this show, which I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, the students give them all different special items to remember them by and books and necklace and food and whatever, right? Um, but then the kicker is that he's not going under. It's actually a good thing. His family's being bought by another company and uh, they're financially stable, <laughs> you know everything is all good and so that that makes everyone very upset right they're like why are you still at school <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be your last day what are you doing um so yeah a little bit of a bottle episode there but you know i do feel like that grows what the you know grows like the 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 behavioral tendencies of the kids um you know as well as the you know the stakes that we're all kind of playing for right with them all being children of very wealthy, very successful, very notorious people. Um, and also Damien too, right? Like we have Damien's parents, his company, all that stuff that plays a big factor into everything. So, um, you know, there's some of that. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus. Oh my God. Uh, gosh, I'm going to better finish this episode before I die. <laughs> um, okay. Um, then we have more stuff, right? We're going into um, another, like, sweet episode where Yor is trying to help Anya, right? So, 
you know, Yor thinks that Anya's forgetting stuff, right? She thinks that, you know, she takes what Lloyd says a little too seriously um, about, you know, about like her possibly getting expelled from, you know, from the, the class or the school, right? And so, you know, she rushes over to help Anya give her gym clothes back. And I, I love this part because, you know, I saw someone online talking about this, about how they never explain why Yor has the, it's basically a superhero, you know? Like, she could hold her own if she was a My Hero Academia character. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I do like to don't really explain it too much. Like, the most explanation we need is that she's an assassin and she is one of the most, possibly the, the most dangerous assassin to exist. Um, but there isn't really an expl explanation as to how she's so strong and so fast and so so acute with her movements, right? Um, but I love it, you know, like even, you know, even the one where she saved the potted plant. Like she saw the potted plant probably only a few feet from the ground going at terminal velocity. <laughs> and she's able to just kick it back up with the, with the perfect speed and grace to hit right on top of the, you know, the windowsill, right? Um... I wrote down that she basically is the super soldier serum <laughs> from Captain America. Um, and then we get there and we find out that Anya does not have gym class today. She didn't forget her gym clothes. She left them there because she doesn't need them. And so that makes you very upset. But, you know, I do like the end there where Lloyd, you know, because Lloyd is spying on Anya all the time. And she sees, you know, he sees you're there. But, you know, he, he goes to see you're because he's a little upset. Not, not upset. He's a little confused. Um, you know, he's like, oh, why, why is your here? You know, has, has your found out that I'm a spy basically? Um, and he realizes he doesn't have to because your isn't quite as, uh, perceptive as, as maybe we'd like her to be, but he does make her feel better. Like what you're, you're a temper mom. Like, no, no, no one thinks you're a bad mom. Nobody. I don't think you're a bad mom. Ani doesn't think you're a bad mom. You're insane. You're insane to think this, but, you know, your always takes things way too much to heart. And so, you know, just a little mess up like that, like, it's not even a mess up either. Like, yeah, you probably should have looked at her schedule first before jumping to conclusions that she forgot her clothes. But it's like you wanting to go there and be secretive and try to give her clothes back. Like, that's what a good parent would do. You know, that's not, not, not even what a good parent would do. A, a parent that's going above and beyond, you know. That's what an above and beyond parent would do. <laughs> um, so yeah, so. And then um, we have a little bit extra there where it's like career day. And I love the the montage of, in yours mind, what your was going to do if she were to actually tell her and also like bring her on, like a, like a bring her kid to work day type thing. It was insane, right? Like bring her on as an assassin. First off, Anya could not keep up with Yor. There's no way Anya has <laughs> those physical abilities to run the same speed as Yor. Um, but then also like to kill someone and they even blurred some of it out. And it was like, and it was funny. It was crazy because like Anya is telepathic. So she was also seeing the made up scenario that, that Yor was creating in her mind. And she was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask dad. I'm just going to ask dad about his job, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I love that because, you know, Yor really went through the whole thing and it was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't show her what I do, which is so stupid because it's like, why don't you just show her the fake job? Why don't you just bring her on the fake job? Like you still go to your fake job, <laughs> you know? Um, and then we have more so into Lloyd's job and he's like a, like a psychiatrist or something like that. Right. Um, 
and Anya has her own adventure where she finds a secret passage, finds people talking, all that stuff. Um, and the whole time I'm like, I'm like gripping the, the armrests <laughs> of my chair because I'm like, why would you do this, Anya? You know what I mean? Like, what's going to come back and find you? And then how are you going to explain this? You know, because Anya does show moments where she is very careful. Um, but it's it's moments like this where she's not. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're so scared of anyone, especially Lloyd or Yor, finding out that you have these telepathic powers. How, how are you going to explain that you found out a secret passage? You know what I mean? Like, there's already stuff that you would never have to explain that you try to explain in your head because you make them to be a bigger deal than they are. But this is actually a big deal. You know, this is actually something that you should not be doing. Um, but she does get back and there's a whole like sandbox thing and Lloyd thinks that she's she's a monster, <laughs> you know, because of how she has everything, um, you know, like everything set up in the, in the, in the sandbox. Um, and then Anya goes back and gives her a report and... It starts off nice, but then the way the like the way she's she explains Lloyd's job makes him sound like a like a like a wild person, like an absolute terrible <laughs> creep, you know, like all all the bad words, right? And uh, you know Lloyd's able to go back and smooth things over, but um, you know it, it's just you know Anya meant well, but again, just the words she used, the the verbiage and all that stuff was like you're not doing a good job at this, <laughs> you know, you're explaining this very poorly, um, you talk about, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes my dad hits his clients, I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not, what, no, that's not the, what he said, um, and at the end, we have a little bit of a cliffhanger, where Anya decides to write up some, some secret codes, give them out to people, because she, she saw it on the, 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 the Bond Man show, and, um, and, uh, Frankie gets one, and Frankie thinks it's a love letter. So now we have Frankie on the bridge. He decoded it. And he's on the bridge waiting for his, the love of his life. I'm sure that is not going to go the way he thinks. I don't know. I wonder how many other people are actually going to decode it. Probably mostly nobody. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be a very sad <laughs> a very sad moment when Frankie realizes that it's just Anya. That just Anya was there doing stuff, you know. Um, but yeah. Spy Family Season 2, Episode 7 and 8 good time still you know spy family is one of those manga that everyone was waiting for to get adapted and it did and it's, it's doing a good job i think you know um you know i'm i'm again it's one of those shows where the main story doesn't matter and we just want to see these people doing stuff you know like seeing her going on her own little adventure with her assassin powers was was very nice um you know but we are ending you know with all these shows, really, we are nearing the end of the season. Um, I know a few of these shows do have two, two cores, but um, Spy Family, I believe, only has one. So I'm I'm interested to see how this, you know, where they end off with this show. Um, I'm trying to think of what, what else happens. Um, I mean, of course, a lot, right? Because the the manga is definitely past the anime, right? Um, but I don't really remember any big thing because like season one ended with the cliffhanger of the dog of bond right and now that, that's a, it's like a pretty cool moment to end on but with this one i'm not i'm not really sure not really sure it's cool though it's cool um next my hero academia season six episodes eight and nine um 
my hero just continues to be a standout this season. You know, I've talked about this many times, and I'll probably say it every episode. But my hero was not a show I was super checking for. Um, I, I don't know; it just kind of got watered down to me last season. Um, but it is it it is a it's a banger. It's a banger this season. Um, we have Gigantomachia fell into their trap, but he blew away the sedatives. Right, so um, you know all all the little intern heroes, as you know, as the the official heroes call them, um, they trapped him, but not to the way that worked. <laughs> you know, it didn't it, it didn't quite work the way they wanted it to. Um, you know, he, he was still able to get out, which is tough because you know this this new hero or villain or whatever. I mean, he's not new, but you know this this hero or villain. Um, very tough, very tough. He's just huge. You know, Mount Lady can't even keep up with him. So, um, no, no shame. I don't think in in the interns not being able to to help to succeed. Right. Um, Yaoi Rozu planted explosives. Right. We did see that earlier on in the in the episode. I think it was the last episode of the episode before we saw planting explosives. We weren't really sure exactly how they were going to be utilized, but with this like sinking the earth. Very clever, very clever. Yaoi Rozu continues to be one of the standout heroes, in my opinion, where it's like, she, I think, deserves to be a leader. You know, I think we, we've seen that before, right, with, with the with the different, like, class trials and stuff like that, where she really stepped up and was a leader. And, like, she, she's, not only is her quirk kind of crazy, <laughs> but, like, she's a good leader. Like, she knows how to sit down and think of a plan, you know. She is the the general of everything you know and i just i just love her character you know what i mean i i love whenever we see more of her you know her growth and all that is, is incredible um giant man uh scared off ashido uh with some with some past trauma there which sucked um and also threw off mount lady so it's like oof we're getting it's not good guys it's not good but kirishima coming in the clutch and throwing in the sedative into giant's mouth um at that moment it's like hands raised we won we won this battle he's about to go to sleep unfortunately unfortunately that's not how that worked right somehow like i like i don't know unless like giant man was immune to it or it actually wasn't enough you know like we're not really sure at this point you know um but it's not looking good guys (laughs) It's not looking good. We got the fire going in. The rest of the interns can't really do anything. We're kind of stuck. Like we, like, this is an L. We have lost this battle. And Giant Man is running on over to, you know, to Shigaraki. So, sorry guys. We held them off as long as we could, but it's just not possible. Um, And the craziest moment, I think. Yeah, probably. Chris moment of the whole episode was Shigaraki actually hitting Aizawa with the quirk killing drug. That's tough, right? That, that is how that episode ends. That is the episode of end of episode eight. Um, but him doing that was like, no, no, <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's like Aizawa being there and using his erasure is what was keeping them alive because when shigaraki can use his like crazy decay powers again it is a nuke it is the equivalent of a nuke 
you know, like they would all die. Um, so now in that moment and you, and you think, Aizawa just got hit. His eyes are flickering. Like we're about to lose, you know, we, we weren't, we didn't win yet with Erasure, <laughs> just fighting Shigaraki with his physical abilities, you know? Um, but episode nine starts off wild because it comes back and we're like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, where, where are we going? Does Aizawa not have his powers anymore? I, I don't quite remember how that, how that drug works. Like, does it completely erase powers or is it just temporary? I don't, I don't remember. Um, but Aizawa cuts off his own leg to stop the flow of the drug. He just chopped off his own, like, like, like in Walking Dead. <laughs> in Walking Dead, if you get bit in the foot, chop the foot off quick. Chop it off quick so the virus doesn't spread. It's like, was not expecting that. People are losing limbs left and right. <laughs> it's insane. Um, and then Shigaraki was able to use just that little amount of time to, like, claw at Aizawa's face. We don't... We didn't really see exactly what happened, like, because my my big question is, did he claw his eyes out? <laughs> like, does his eye do do Aizawa's eyes not work anymore, or is it just injured? Like, I I don't really know. You know, it's you know basically when we keep cutting to Aizawa, it's just like the hair is kind of over, and then there's a huge blood trail. Um, so it doesn't really, we don't really know the the specifics of the aftermath of that of that attack, but um, it sucks. <laughs> Um, and then Midoriya unlocked Float, which apparently he's had for a little bit because we saw a little bit of a flashback there, but, uh, he has Float now, which is the seventh user's power, um, so he's just unlocking Midoriya out here with, with the video game skill tree, <laughs> just, just, you know, you get enough experience, you get these skill points, you know, unlock more powers, and so now he has Float, so along with his crazy, just, like, one for all power thing, um, he now has the, like, the, like, vine tentacle thing, and now he has float, where he can just, he can just fly, you know, he can just fly, uh, but it's kind of better than flying, because flying is, like, moving, where he has just floating, where he can just suspend himself in one place if he wants to, um, kind of similar to Uraka, Uraka's powers, right, like, pink, uh, pink floaty girl, right, um, so that's cool, that's cool. Uh, Bakugo was pressing All Might about the fourth user because Bakugo, Bakugo's one of those characters, I think I've talked about this before, but he was one of those characters that I hated for most of the show and like other people loved him and I was like, why do you love Bakugo so much? Like he's just a bully. He just bullies everyone. He's just loud and he yells and he doesn't think things through and like, yeah, he's powerful, I guess, but he's really not a top hero, you know? Um, he's mean, <laughs> he's a mean person. Why is he a hero? Um, but kind of as the show has gone has gone on, especially the past couple seasons and now this season, even more so, um, you really see how much he cares for everyone, how much he really wants to be a hero, and some of it's just his personality, right? Like like he can't get past the personality, but like he's just super pat, like he's way more passionate about or more he's way more passionate than it seems. Everyone, you know what I mean, and. Aside from not only wanting to be a hero, with Midoriya, like, he is, he actually really cares about Midoriya, you know, we have this little moment here with All Might, this little flashback, and we see, you know, he, he basically says it, you know, 
He basically says how much he cares for him. Um, and it, it, it's just a nice moment, you know. Ba Bakugo slowly getting redeemed. You know, you, you know, I know a lot of people refuse to accept Bakugo back, you know, just from, hey, don't forget, Bakugo used to bully him, bully, you know, Deku into crying, into, like, giving up almost, you know? And it's like, yeah, but they're kids. You know, I feel like kids... Kids shouldn't be allowed to bully older kids. I'm not saying that, but they are children. You know, it's like, and Bakugo is growing. Like, he's growing past it. He's not still a bully. You know, like, you know, if if anything, he's he's slotted himself into the perfect rival role where they all are rivals. It's kind of like Pokemon rivals, right? Where it's like, they're still friends, sort of. You know, You know, they don't actually hate each other, you know? And they make each other better, right? I mean, I think I talked about this last episode where, you know, I feel like Midoriya and Bakugo, just their dynamic, purely with their dynamic, is a better version of Naruto and Sasuke, you know? Because Sasuke just sucks the whole time, you know? Like, he, he, he sort of helps push Naruto up, but then for, like, the rest of the show, he's just like, I'm gonna go run away. It's just like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, he was pressing more, you know, back on that point pressing him about the fourth user because everyone else it seems all the other users of the one for all are very clearly documented except for the fourth the fourth user how they died very mysterious a very mysterious history there and so it's like what happened with them why why is this something that's hidden it smells like bad news it smells like bad news and something that Midoriya should know and all my kind of shuts him down a little bit it's like it's not the time for that. It's, it's not that that information is not necessary at this moment. Sometime later, you know. But even that, even that little moment is like, all my Bakugo both very much care about Midoriya. But even with that, it's it's just another little, just a nice little little cherry on top, you know, proving that Bakugo cares and is like, wait, 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 what's going on? Like, is is there something bad that Midoriya should know? Like, you better tell me. <laughs> I need to know this so he can know this. Um, you know. And then at the very end, another crazy cliffhanger where, you know, we see Midoriya and Shigaraki going at it. And we see that Midoriya is not going to win this. Like, he is winning, but Shigaraki has the regen and Midoriya is slowly destroying his body, right? Because that's, that's what he does. And so... He's about to get clapped by Shigaraki, but Bakugo seems to jump in the way, and he himself is now the the clappy. Um, not good, not good, man. He's got a bunch of like little shards of energy through his chest. Um, I don't believe. You know, let me just get get in with the meta real quick. Bakugo's not dead. All right, we just, we're, we're we're gonna lay this out here right now. He's not dead. Bakugo is still super necessary to the story, in my opinion. Bakugo dying would be, I mean, first off, a huge moment, of course, right? Him dying right here would be absolutely monumental. And, you know, it would give a lot of people, like, it would be a part of so many other heroes' motivations especially Midoriya, like, 
that would send him off the edge. You know, honestly, Bakugou's not dead. But just this happening to him is about to send Madari off the edge. Like, you know, episode 10 is going to open up with him going nuts. Him going wild. Like, he went nuts when Aizawa, you know, got clawed and had to chop his leg off and all that stuff. Bakugo might be dead? Him might being dead? Oh, no. Oh, no. Midori's about to go off. You know, and I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Um... But yeah, that was episodes eight and nine. Um, like I said, this, this show's popping off. Um, I love watching it every week. And uh, yeah, you know, let, let me know what you think. You know, let me know what you think of, you know, Bakugo. Is he dead? Is he not dead? What's going on here? What's going to happen? Um, yeah, I'm very interested in it. Can't wait till next week. Next, we got Mob Psycho 100, season three, episodes seven and eight. Um, yeah, this was, this was pretty cool. Very weird very weird we have this nice little mini journey here um so karada disbanded the tel the, bleh, the telepathy club um you know because just because she's she's kind of burnt out you know with everything that's happened unmotivated basically right it's 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 it's, it's tough to see you know um the telepathy club wanted to find a telepath to make karada happy so they find takenaka right who's a very reluctant telepath by the way um, you know, just because he used to do it a lot, but then he used to, I don't know, he 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 kind of fell off of it because every time he would do it, like some weird stuff would happen or he would feel very guilty or, you know, he, 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 the people he did it with, you know, some bad stuff might happen, or some unfortunate stuff or making them act out of character. So he was just like, I'm not, I'm not messing with this anymore. But telepathy club is able to convince him to come along because it's like hey we we need you you know we need we need you to be here you know we want to help karata you know rekindle that fire within her heart and bring back the telepathy club because listen we weren't you know the rest of the telepathy club wasn't like super into the club in general you know they were like ah it's whatever but seeing karata like that really broke all their hearts you know um, you know, so they're trying to do it. They're putting in more effort than they've ever put in <laughs> into this dang club, you know, to kind of bring her back and make her happy again. Um, you know, so they bring Takenaka to Karada, also to Reagan, because I guess, you know, Reagan's going to be the mastermind behind it. You know, he has credibility, right? And so they're roping him into it to be like, hey, we're going to perform this super awesome thing. You're going to be the credible source to say, all oh, this is real. And it's going to bring Karada back, right? At this point, I'm just like, why not just have Takenaka do some telepathic stuff? I feel like that in itself would prove that telepaths are real. And that, that in itself will get Karada to want to do the club again. Because them actually having a real telepath. But no, they're going with the with the spectacle. I respect it. I respect the spectacle. Um, so Takenaka does the whole ritual that he you know, he uh, researched and all that and points out that it's pointless, right? It's all fake. <laughs> the book, all his research came from is lies. There's no base to it. Um, kind of tough, but Reagan being the good guy that he is, because we all know Reagan's the best guy. Um, you know, he comes in and he's like, hey, that's okay. That is okay that all this is fake because you learn something. You know, this is an experience that we all have. We all shared. 
and we, we're going to walk away with more knowledge and we can push forward towards our goals with that. And it's great. You know, you know, Reagan brings them all together, hypes them all back up and they're all, they're all into it. You know, Karada's back. Karada seems to be pumped. And as soon as she says, we're going to communicate with aliens again, aliens show up. <laughs> and let me tell you, boys and girls and everyone in between and outside, um, wasn't expecting aliens, I'll be honest. Um, this show is pretty ridiculous. Um, they get into some crazy stuff, right? We have all the little spirits and the psychic powers and all that junk. Wasn't expecting aliens. Didn't expect that to come. Like, the whole time I was like, this is fake, right? This is something like Mob and Reagan or something cooked up. Um, to just have some crazy experience. But no, as far as we know, this is real. <laughs> some real aliens. Um... They bring him to the alien ship, and it's like a club room, which is pretty neat. Again, just more evidence of, like, this is fake, right? Like, that, like this is just, just making all this up. Um, and the experience seemed way too good to be true. Like, they were chill. They just wanted to hang out, play video games, eat food. Again, just just like a club. That's really, <laughs> that's really all this was. Um, but the, like, crazy, like... Shyamalan twist at the end was that Inukawa like was still with them like he got stuck with them or something and he just lived out this whole other life where he couldn't communicate with them or he couldn't figure out how and so like he just he like became their champion because <laughs> like he was different but then he also like I don't know he ate food he went crazy like the food turned him into something he had this weird energy you know he became like a sponsor he, you know, held people out. He, he, he defeated their greatest enemy. You know, it's like, what is happening with all this? And then when he finally, and he was living the good life, honestly, but he got so lonely because he wasn't, because there wasn't no one else like him, right? Like, it wasn't any other human. So he got really lonely, wasn't really able to communicate with them. And even when he was, it was like, ah, I want to go home, you know, which is fair. It's fair. I think I would have stayed, honestly, but, you know. Um, and he could really tell him to go back home. His his mind was a little fuzzy. I don't know how much he's gonna be able to tell them about it. You know, it it, it would be pretty funny for him to go back and be like, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> then just kind of explain that away. Um, but yeah, that was again just as much as I wasn't expecting the aliens. I wasn't expecting a little like five minute montage of Inukawa becoming their champion, becoming their king. <laughs> And then coming back and being like, yeah, that was neat. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. Mob Psycho 100 Season 3, Episode 7 and 8. Um, it's cool, man. It's cool, you know? Um, we had the nice, like, the long first arc there with with, with, with the Broccoli Demon. Um, and now we have this little mini arc with getting Karata back in the Aliens. Now there's about four or five episodes left. I imagine that's going to be all its own thing. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, you know? Because it just kind of ended with that. I don't really know what else, like, there's no, to me, there's no real loose ends or even foreshadowing that I can think of to, like, what the last few episodes are going to be, but I'm here for it, you know? I'm, I'm here for the show. It's it's so unique, and it's so fun, you know? Uh, next, we got Blue Lock, episodes 7 and 8. Um, Blue Lock continues to be incredible, right? Like, sports anime are so legit, <laughs> And this one is no exception. Um, so 
we got Chiguri wanting to he or he he would outrun everyone, but he then he tore his ACL, right? So that was that was a huge thing for him, and you know it's it's gotta be tough, you know. Like I I never played sports like on an actual team, um, but me playing the little sports that I did, like you know, I, I could imagine a certain sport being your whole thing, being your whole passion, your whole drive, and then you getting almost <laughs> an almost career-ending injury mentally that's got to be worse than whatever happened physically because now you know you are chiguri where you're like if this happens again i'm done i can never play soccer again you know it's like rock leonardo you know it's like hey you're lucky to be able to do ninjutsu at all or just be you know be a ninja at all if you get injured again not only will you not be an injured you might die <laughs> you know um but then in the game, he kind of realizes that he's not scared of tearing his knee. He's scared of losing who he is. You know, like he's, if he breaks his knee again, whatever, he, he doesn't like, like physically, he doesn't care. He, he, he's more so afraid of the ramifications of that, where it's like soccer and what he does on the, on the field, on the pitch is who he is. You know, it's like ingrained in his DNA. So if he loses that, who is he? What is he? You know, why, why is he even here? you know um but what happens and this is the whole main character syndrome isiki just goes berserk right he's like we're not losing this this isn't happening um i'll do this single-handedly if i have to becoming what ego wants the strikers to be <laughs> um and so chiguri oh man this is insane chiguri gets fired up right and chiguri does the impossible something that cannot exist in actual real life soccer but he catches up to his own pass isigi passes it to him chiguri to get past everyone sh shoots quote unquote shoots the ball and everyone is like no way that's not gonna work it's not a shot it's a pass he runs so fast that he caught up to his own pass he assisted himself And he scored. Like, come on. What do we... What? 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 Well, why would you hide this weapon? You're insane. You're like one of the top players on the team now. Like, what? Like, your speed is ridiculous. You know? Um, And they win and all that. And it's incredible. Right? Well, they don't win. They tie. Right? Yeah, they, 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 they tie. Which is not a loss. A loss would have been devastating. But a tie keeps them afloat. Um, and then we have a little bit of off-season type stuff, um, off the field, off the pitch. Uh, players from Team V reject Kuan. I, I, I misspelled his name. I wrote Kawun. <laughs> it's Kuan. Uh, they, they reject Kuan's sabotage offer, which is so, so admirable. Because they're like, one, no. <laughs> Two, you're slimy for needing to do this to win. You know, and three, we're going to win on our own. We don't, we, we don't need you to sabotage. You know, like we're, we're dope. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not going to lose to anyone. Do you know how many score, you know how many goals we have? We have like 44 goals in three games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're not losing. We don't need you. Um, and then uh, move on to the next episode where Rayo wanted to play soccer, not to be a businessman, right? Like everything was handed to him. He could have everything he wanted, but he wanted soccer because soccer was something that he could earn he could have for himself. It is his. 
He's going to do this. Um, and Nagi just wants to live the easy life, right? We've seen that a little bit when they were in the cafeteria, but now we see a little more where he's just, he's just chilling, right? He just wants to eat food and sleep and live life. He's not, he's not trying to work towards anything, you know? Um, but with Rayo seeing his, just that crazy catch of the phone. Oh my God. You know, like you, you have talent somewhere <laughs> and I, you need to be mine so we can be together and we can kill it. You know, um, another very satisfying moment is when ego calls Kuan trash and is like, yeah, you're technically at the top of the Z's, you know, power rankings, but you're not going to stay there. You know, like all of your goals are hollow. And then he gets into the whole like reproducing your goals. Like anyone can score, you know, one crazy goal, but that's luck. That's coincidence. That's uh, situational, right? Can you reproduce the crazy goals? That's what you need to learn how to do. Because if, if, if you can do the craziness over and over and over again, then you're a threat. Then you're a real threat that, you know, that people have to tag, right? Um, and uh, then we have a little more off-season stuff where Isagi made Bauru teach him about reproducing his weapon because Bauru was nasty, right? He was he was filthy on the court. So he kind of did some math. He, he You know, Isagi thought he figured out his range, but he doesn't really have a range. But even with that, he was still able to figure out, like, at least a little bit, you know, what, what Bauru's um, thought process is and, like, why it works, right? It works because Bauru knows his own weapon. He knows what he has to do to achieve it. And so he just, he just, uh, he places the pieces on the court in a certain way to make it so he can activate his weapon. He doesn't, he just hope and pray that it works. He knows the cause. And so he gathers the pieces to then execute. And, you know, I think that's one thing that, that, that Isagi had to learn where it's like, he can just smell a goal, right? He has crazy situational awareness, but it's like, you have to know how to activate it. You have to know how to utilize it. You, you can't just play your best <laughs> in every game and hope that you score a goal. Like, that's not going to work. That's kind of what Ego was saying, where it's like, you, you have to create the opportunity to use your weapon. You can't just have it fall into your lap every time. Um, and then we have Bakira. Bakura just wants to win so he can keep playing soccer with Isagi. And I love that. I love the little bromance that's going on between Isagi and Bakura. Where the team is acting like a team, of course. But Bakura is really the one that's like, he seems more genuine. Like, of course he wants to win. Of course he wants to be the world, on the World Cup and all that stuff. But he seems like the only one that's like legitimately Isagi's friend. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, I, I want to keep playing soccer with you. <laughs> you know? And I, and I love that. You know, especially with other sports anime too, where it's like, there's teams and then there's people who act like friends and like, no, I want to keep playing with you. Like, you're incredible. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have a little bit of a start to the first game here at the end um, where Team V perfectly copied Team Z's counterattack, right? Because you're looking at it, you're like, oh man, Team Z's kind of killing it. Like, they took the ball, they read the plays perfectly. They missed, but it was close. It was close. This might, you know, this this might not be a shutout the same way that we thought, you know, with, with Team V's reputation. And then Rayo and Nagi are like, oh, that's cool. Let's do that. 
and they just and not only did they copy the counterattack, their version worked. They actually scored. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, and then and then Nagi at the end is like, huh? Why didn't you just do that? <laughs> it's like okay, this guy's a problem. This guy's an issue. Um, yeah, Blue Lock episode seven and eight. Um, again, the show's incredible. You know, I love them playing with the different pieces. All you know, all the different characters kind of get their moment to shine. And then even you know, not only on Team Z, you know, because I, you know, I feel like there are some sports anime out there that too heavily focus on the protagonist team, and you don't really see too much of other players. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you you just don't. You know, but I feel like this show does a pretty good job of introducing other characters in there and showing us their powers. And, you know, because we have Rayo and Nagi, who I think are going to be the the star two members, you know, that we see throughout this game. You know, just because we kind of got backstory of theirs and all that. Um, but even more characters do. You know what I mean? There's a few other people on Team V that we've seen so far. So this game is the one, you know, because remember, they have to win this game. They can't tie. Tying means they'll get bumped down because of their score differential their their goal differential right um so they have to win this game and again this show again just just to play the meta here for a second um the show is 20 episodes i believe no 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 no, the show's 24 so it's 24 it's a full two course so it's like if they lose what is the show you know again if you think like that it might take away some of the suspense but even then it's like maybe they do lose and the show pivots and you know again the blue lock the blue lock could mean anything <laughs> you know we don't know maybe they lose and they still come back and or they get shuffled around or like we don't know how the blue lock works we only know what ego has told us there could be a million different other contingencies and different secret things and whatever so maybe they do lose i don't know Again, like, how are they going to win? Like, we've, we've seen all their weapons. Is Isigin going to single-handedly win? Ah, that that seems a little too plot armory, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next, The Eminence in Shadow, episode 7 and 8. Um, yeah, this one was great. You know, I, I'll be honest. There was a couple moments so far in the season where I've been kind of losing interest a little bit. But 7 and 8 definitely brought it back for me. Um, so we got Kagino keeps getting destroyed by Orion. Um, yeah. And he's doing it on purpose, right? It's a little background character thing. Uh, it's it's a funny bit, I guess. Um, goes on a little too long for me personally. But, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. Uh, we got Sherry getting introduced and, re and re really coming in as a main character. Um, Sherry thinking Kagino with cookies and a friendship, which is very cute. Um... Kagano does not want to be be associated with Sherry because Sherry's dad is like super important. He's like, oh, background character like me can't be associating with high level characters like that. Um, but it's it's cute, you know. Uh, Alexia tells Sherry she isn't dating Kagano, which is a huge moment for Sherry and Alexia, honestly, because Alexia is is tapped. <laughs> She's tapped in this scene, um, and uh, but Sherry's very happy, right? Because you can clearly tell that Sherry uh, is interested in Kagano. And, uh, you know, the only one standing in her way seemingly was Alexia because they were together and they were sort of dating. But then we know that they really weren't. And Alexia tells her that. She's like, oh, no, we were we, we, we were fake dating. 
and Sherry's like, great. And she stands up and she's like, awesome. That's great. You know, um, you know, Alexia probably didn't think, and she, she really should have, but in her mind, I guess she didn't think that Sherry was asking because she was interested. Alexia was probably just thinking like, oh, you know, this is the gossip and whatever. But Sherry was like, no, I want him. <laughs> um, you know, so there's that. Um, and then that episode does end with Kagino, quote unquote, sacrificing himself. Um, again, it's another moment. It's like the second or third time in the show so far, seven episodes in, that we thought Kagino died. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't die. He did it because it's a background character thing to do. And uh, he saves them from the Shadow Garden. Not the real Shadow Garden, of course. The people who are claiming to be the Shadow Garden. Um, he brings himself back to life in a crazy way, like pumps his own heart back. <laughs> it's wild. Um, and I saw about how these guys are all very cliche. The cliche terrorists wearing all black, you know, bringing all the students into the assembly. Uh, we got the snipers. We got the taking out the magic. Uh, it's all very cliche, and it's working. It's, it, it's, it's working exactly what Kagano wants, because apparently this is the exact perfect time and place for him to reveal himself as the Neominence in Shadow. Neominence in Shadow, we've been waiting seven episodes, eight episodes now at this point, for Kagano to just be the Eminence in Shadow, get rid of this whole background character nonsense. Um, it seems like he's finally going to reveal himself, so that's cool. That's a cool moment there. Um... What else we got? Uh, and then he starts just going ham, right? Kagano starts sniping these fools. <laughs> just completely just destroying them, right? Left and right. Um, and then we have confirmation that the real sh the Shadow Garden is here, ready for the smoke. They're all here, ready. Magic not being able to be used is kind of tough, but they are all still pretty capable. And there are a couple of them that are like still lethal. <laughs> You know, um, so we have a nice little standoff here where we've got the terrorist shadow garden. Um, not really sure what they're trying to do. I mean, I guess we've, uh, the little inkling that we have is they're, they're trying to use that one artifact to, uh, steal all the magic. But even then it's like, but it's going to explode. So it's like, are you just out here killing everyone? Like, I don't like, we still don't quite know why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, it's kind of strange. Uh, but then we have the real Shadow Garden in the in the wings, waiting, you know. Ah, I can't wait. And then at the very end, uh, we see that Sherry will use this artifact to stop the other artifact. So basically, the one that Sherry has um, is like a long-term storage, right? So if we connect the two, then we can stop the other one from exploding when it reaches its max capacity. So yeah, that's kind of where it ends. Um next episode is where everything's going to pop off i'm sure um it's where sherry is going to hopefully use her artifact it's where the shadow garden is about to drop in most likely eminence and shadow kagano is going to come and he's going to finally reveal himself uh he's going to be he's going to be the king going to be the lord um so yeah you know i think next episode is really where everything starts to culminate um this show is 20 episodes so uh, not quite nearing its end we're nearing the halfway point of this show but um yeah, I'm very interested because I don't know where the show is going necessarily. You know, if he does reveal himself as the Eminence, um, I feel like they're going to take out the fake Shadow Garden pretty easily. You know, especially when that pops off and they're able to use magic again. So with that, it's like, is there someone like higher than them that is controlling everything? That is kind of the mastermind 
Um, not really sure. Not really sure. But either way, I think I think next level is going to be really good. So very excited for that. Next, we got more than a married couple, but not lovers. Episodes six and seven. Six and seven. Uh, this was great. Again, th- this show continues to be what this show is. So if you like it, you're just going to keep liking it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. You know, it's 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 not going to change. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like it at this point, you're, you're not going to like it anymore. Um, so we have uh, once he called Akari, uh, her first name, Akari, uh, then she called him Jiro, you know, his first name, Jiro. Um, and so that was, you know, that was a nice little moment there because, um, you know, they, they kind of had this weird tension um, and Jiro realized what she needed, right? Like sometimes she does need a push. Sometimes she does need some reassurance. And so him calling her Akari, using the first name like she wants, was able to kind of, you know, get, you know, get her back on his side, right? Um, which is nice. Uh, we have May is very popular with the other girls. Um, that's a nice little tidbit there, which will come back. That's, that's, that's a little future spoilers for you. Um, Shiori asked Jiro to practice kissing with her, then backed out, then they did it on accident. <laughs> so that, that was a moment, right, where Shiori is being very bold, right? Because, you know, because we know Jiro, Jiro's not going to be the one. Jiro's not going to be the one to break this ice, so Shiori has to be. And so she's like, oh, I want to practice kissing so that, you know, with Tenjin, you know, blah, blah. And, um, you know, Jiro is kind of meh on it, you know, he's like, I don't know, I don't know if we should be doing that, um... They're very close to doing it, and then they back out. They're like, oh, no, 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 actually, on, that, on second thought, it, this shouldn't be happening. You know, we're in school, Tangent, Akari, all these people. And then um, and they stumble, they get startled, and they stumble, and they accidentally kiss each other. And it's like, oh, no, it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's cool, whatever, you know. Um, you know, but even that, you know, that is a moment, right, where they're able to break the ice a little bit. And um, that, that moment's got to come back. You know, it's, it's got to come back. That happened. <laughs> Neither of them can deny that that happened. <laughs> and, um, and so now Akari thinks that Jiro and Shiori were doing lewd things in the nurse's office. Um, you know, because the way it looked through the curtain, it looked like they were doing a little more than that. You know what I'm saying? But they weren't. And, um, you know, it, it it's not really fair you know, like, like, I remember this scene, it, it's not super fair, especially because, like, th- this happened with you, you know, like, Jiro thought, again, from a second-hand account, Jiro thought that you and Tenjin were doing something when you weren't, so the, so, you know, you, you being on his case about this, doing something when they weren't, uh, it's not really fair, I mean, I guess technically they did actually kiss, but it was an accident, you know, and what he thought you did, <laughs> was just kissing you thinking that he's doing something way farther <laughs> so yeah that's just, that's just my two cents um jiro fell asleep waiting for akari to come home very sweet right that is another reassurance that akari very much needed because she wasn't sure where jiro was in this in this in this space and so just to come home and see him waiting for her you know because she was like i don't know if he's mine anymore i feel like i've lost him because again because of something that she thinks <laughs> that he did um but we clearly see that he ha- that she hasn't Joe's still here, still very much cares about her. Um, and then we have Akari trying to gaslight Jiro into thinking that they did something. <laughs> Not only that they did something, but that he's the one that initiated it. <laughs> very funny there. 
um, and that Akari quote unquote hates Jiro, um, you know, because she keeps pushing the narrative in her own mind that Jiro doesn't want to do those things with her because she's not Shiori. But that's not the case. Like, that's not true. Um, and we know that's not true. But Akari, as, as outgoing and possibly confident, you know, at least on the outside, especially if you don't know her, um, you know, she kind of comes across that way. She's really not. And so she is pushing a lot of this on herself. Some, you know, some of it's true. A lot of it's based in truth, of course. But that's not at all what he was trying to say, you know. Um, and then the kind of the final stretch here, we have Jiro helping Akari with her yukata. Very nice moment there. Um, Akari worked very hard. Or, sorry, everyone worked very hard for Akari. So she's very sorry that she wasted it, right? So we have the the festival or whatever, the fireworks, and nothing really comes of that. She kind of backs out, uh, probably for a lot of reasons, and um, and she's crying. And so, like, Jiro's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Where are you? I'm going to come find you. And um, she's home. She, she's just right outside the door, and she's crying. And she's sad because Jiro, both of her friends, like, they worked so hard to kind of give her the perfect moment with Tenjin, and she didn't use it. And it's just like, oh, Akari, no, like, you don't have to be sad about that, you know? And then she's like, uh, you know, and then Jiro's like, you know, welcome home. You know, like, you're here. I'm here. It's all good, <laughs> you know? And I, and, I, and I do love that because, again, you know, Akari needs this, needs these sorts of things way more than Jiro does, you know, because, like, they're just two different people, two different personalities. And so, you know, you know, Akari does need this constant kind of confirmation of certain things, um, you know. And then a little bit after that, we have them both on the on the balcony watching the fireworks. You know, Akari wants him to do the ribbon bow, you know, do do what you like. You know, it's like, ah, oh, man, you're just you're really killing us with this, huh? Um, and then Jiro holds Akari and says her name. And it's like, oh, man, breaking my heart, you know. Like, they so clearly are meant for each other, you know? Um, it's, just, oh, it's just so incredible. It's so incredible. You know, I, I can't wait. Episode 7, I believe. I don't know if this is 12 or 13 episodes, but um, it is only one core. So, uh, a few more episodes left. I don't know where they're going to end with this, because I'm pretty sure the manga is still going. You know, I'm, I'm not caught up in it, but pretty sure it's still going. So, I, I'm very interested to see where they end the season off, you know? I hope the show does well, you know, I know from, like, ratings and stuff, um, it's doing fairly well, you know, for, you know, for what kind of show it is, I don't think it's doing anything super out there in terms of being special or whatever, and that's not me dissing it, it's just, I've seen a lot of, like, these rom-com type shows, so it's not, like, breaking the mold, I don't think, necessarily, but it's doing everything right, you know, and like, I feel like the pacing is good, and I feel like the little moment-to-moment -moment stuff is good, so I hope it does well enough for it to get a second season, that'd be nice, um, you know, I feel like the whole, like, uh, uh, what's the, like, best couples or whatever, uh, those, like, ratings are usually pretty high, and, you know, I feel like the score itself is pretty good, so, um, yeah, good show, good, good quality rom-com, if that's what you're looking for, uh, next... We got Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man, the 
the most overrated show ever. <laughs> uh, no, we got Chainsaw Man episodes six and seven. Um, yeah, so we pick off where they are trapped on the eighth floor, right? Trapped in the eighth floor. Uh, this is where everyone, everyone goes crazy. Everyone goes a little nuts, right? Uh, Kobeni wanted to go to college too. That's why she joined the she joined the demon academy <laughs> because it was either this or selling her body and she was like i'm not doing that so i'm gonna do this um power wants to get the nobel prize because that that's true power <laughs> the, you know that, that's that's true authority and respect over the humans um we see that himeno was the one that gave aki 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 yeah aki uh cigarettes so we did just made him an addict so that's cool he's, he's gonna die earlier he's gonna die earlier in life because of yuhimeno um the devil wants denji and kobeni was willing to oblige <laughs> the devil was like hey man listen listen guys listen i gotta i got a proposition for you if you if you just kill denji give him to me listen you can give him to me dead or alive i don't care give me denji i'll let you all go that is that, that is on my contract and uh, Kobeni was going nuts. She was losing her mind. Um, so she was like, yeah, I got a knife. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Which is wild. I don't I don't remember that. Um, but little old timid Kobeni trying to kill Denji was very funny. Um, they obviously take her out because they're like, we're not killing Denji. We don't. We're devil hunters. We're not human hunters. Um, you know, they, they pointed out, which I feel like is important. Everyone want to take note of this. Uh, the word contract is vital demons devils devils i'm sure you know want to get one over on you all that stuff but the word contract is binding truly truly binding like if if a devil offers a contract like a proposition in the form of a contract and they go against it oof very bad things they didn't really say what'll happen but i imagine maybe maybe they die maybe other devils come after them you know again it's it's kind of like the whole like respect thing where it's like hey this is actually a real thing that we have between devils and humans we can't go breaking it you know what i mean like the the because that just destroys everything it just causes pure chaos which uh, uh you know contrary to popular belief devils don't just want chaos um and uh Kobeni is tapped <laughs> Yeah, she, she's going nuts. Like, her whole thing is just just kill him, right? Uh, we get introduced that they are the Eternity Devil. Now, that's kind of their thing is Eternity, which makes sense because they're trapped on the eighth floor for Eternity. Um, it seems like they just keep multiplying in the physical form. So, very scary devil. Not a, not a big fan of this guy. Um, you, you, you remember when I said Kobeni was tapped? <laughs> We have uh, Kobeni stabbing Aki instead of Denji, right? Because we finally get to the moment where Kobeni, uh, the other guy, I don't remember the other guy's name, uh, you know, the other rookie, and even Himeno a little bit is like, all right, Denji, you got to die. Because <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's just uh, hopeless, right? We're, we're, we're at a very hopeless state at this point. And, um, you know, Aki jumps in the way and he gets stabbed instead. Uh, pretty pretty rough too that's like right in the side that's a that's that's not a good wound <laughs> um you know but that is a very noble thing and, and it does show even more so about his uh his relation to denji 
you know, that, that he would risk his life to be like, no, we're not killing Denji. We need Denji. Makima wants Denji. We know that he's powerful. We know that he is, he is a key to helping us get this gun devil. You're not just going to kill him for this. There, there, there's going to be another way. Um, and Denji, fired up, decides to rev up and jump right in. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill this guy. And Hermano's going to give me that kiss. And <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're here killing it. Um, and we see that the more he cuts, the more blood he can drink. So it's just, you talk about Eternity Devil? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Eternity Denji. <laughs> I'm going to keep fighting until nothing, until you, you tap, you know? Um, which is kind of interesting. I didn't think that he could really drink demon blood to keep getting energy, but I guess it works for him. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, no, I guess, I don't know if there's a rule against that, actually. Because I, I was going to say that there was the Bat Devil who rejected denji's blood because he's like oh gross blood gross and i was like well yeah he's part devil so i imagine devils don't really eat other devils but i guess maybe devil blood works just as well as human blood does or animal blood does for like giving them energy maybe devils just don't like the taste of devil blood it's like it's it's revolting you know they're just like i can't i'm not gonna do that but denji doesn't care <laughs> denji will literally eat anything and we'll see that unfortunately in just a few moments um so we have you know denji fighting the trinity devil for three days three full days 72 hours this man fought the eternity devil um until the devil just gave up he was like listen man this is my heart just please kill me <laughs> please put me out of my misery please i don't want to do this anymore um it's like a good old dr strange and dormammu action where he was like we're gonna be here for eternity and dormammu was like please just leave <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. You've trapped me. Um, and uh, we have a nice little celebration where Makima just downs beer. I'm like, where does she put all this alcohol? You know, Jimeno's out. Uh, Aki's out. And it's like Makima still looks sober as can be. You know? Sober as a grain of white rice. You know? What do we... What? what do, 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 does she have a contract with the alcohol devil? Like, what, what is happening? Um, and, uh, there's the moment, right? The moment that I remember from the manga, remember being very gross, very happy to never experience that again. And now the show exists where that moment, the, the kiss scene was animated. Didn't need to see it animated. Didn't need to see that. I realized they blurred it, which is very nice of them. Very, very, very happy that they did that. Um, also happy that it's over. <laughs> You know, also happy that I never have to see that again. Unless there's a new medium that they're going <laughs> to build this into. Um, and then Himeno asked Denji if he wants to do it. And it's like, man, you, uh, you still, you still, you still a little tipsy? You still a little, a little on the edge of there? Because it really doesn't need to happen, you know? We also see a little bit of her being jealous of Makima. Like, Denji's all over her. Aki's all over her. It's like, what do you, why do you like her so much? <laughs> Um, you know, that's very interesting. Another thing I wanted to point out too, which I thought was really funny is like Denji not wanting Makima to see him kiss anyone. <laughs> it's like, Hey Denji, you kissing someone? He's like, no, no way. I'm not, I'm not kissing anyone. And Mano's like, wait, so we're not kissing. And she's like, no, 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 we are, we are. <laughs> so you have to make up your mind, my man. Um, but yeah, again, uh, I love Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man episode six and seven. Um, we're getting there, man. We're, these characters are growing out, fleshing out a little bit. Um, 
we'll see if those couple rookies actually stay because I know they they really thought that they were, you know, they they were gonna leave. Um, yeah, yeah, we're we're getting farther into it. Um, it's great. It's awesome. Uh, next, do it yourself. Episode seven and eight. Um, yeah, the show continues to be incredible. I love it. It's just, it really is the most feel-good anime I feel like I've watched in a while. Um, we have Ray's family owns a hardware store, which completely tracks. Like, what what else would Ray's family do? Um, Ray still has the bookshelf that that uh, that Serifu helped with, which is a very touching moment. Um, you know, because, you know, Serifu is aware of her own abilities you know she knows that she's not really that good at diy stuff but she still loves doing it you know so for her to see that bookshelf that she sort of messed up the screw with that ray uses you know she's like oh yeah that's that's awesome you know because ray didn't have to you know if ray was a meaner person she could have thrown it out or scrapped it or something but yeah you know you know stuff like that means a lot to seraphu um they all brought snacks which is funny that like you know because you know i guess it's like a thing in japan right it's like the common courtesy type thing um they all bring stuff and all the stuff each one of them decided to bring was snacks <laughs> which is i i am mad at that you want to bring me snacks i'm totally for it um then they decided to make some resin necklaces some coffee drippers some tablet holders right so we're we're getting into that that hustle phase we're like okay we don't have the money to buy what we need especially those little uh those like special screw holder things right those, those, those are the expensive joints right um so we're going to build a lot of stuff on our own and sell it you know we have these little things that we can you know the uh the materials themselves very low cost you know some in many cases they're free um and we're gonna turn that into a profit you know so that's that's very nice right they're using diy to build more diy you know uh, Ray undercooked the cookies, which sucks. Um, everyone except for, didn't write her name down. Everyone except for the ninja, um, hates the cookies. <laughs> well, no, except for Jobco, I think sort of liked them too. But, uh, but you have Ray and, uh, and Serifu who are like, oh no, not, not Ray, sorry. Uh, wait, who was it? Serifu and... Takumin, yes, 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 yes. Serifu and Takumin were like, these aren't good, but in their heads. Like, they kind of locked eyes with each other and are like, I'm not crazy, right? These are undercooked. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, yeah, these are, yeah, these are cool. Even Takumin being super, like, way, way obvious with like, oh, yeah, if, you know, if these were cooked, maybe at like 350 for another 10 minutes, you know, I think this would be incredible. <laughs> You know, and even the parents were like, oh, yeah, these are great. These are cool. Um, but, the, but the ninja loved them. And so Seraphu was like, here, you can have all of them. You can you can have as much as you want. Um, I don't understand how you undercook cookies. I can understand overcooking them. Like maybe just accidentally overcook them. Like you're not paying attention and they stand for too long. I understand that. But undercooking them, it's like, like, like check them. <laughs> Like, check the cookies before you turn off the oven. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can tell when a cookie's undercooked. I don't know. Um, and we have a really nice moment where Takumin 
makes work aprons for everyone, right? They're kind of matching. I mean, they all kind of have their own style for each person, but they all have the little DIY logo on it, which is which is so nice. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that brings them all together even more. You know, like we are a club, we are we are friends. We're doing this together. We're working towards this goal. We're here. We're here for it. Um, and then, unfortunately, <laughs> none of Serifu's creations have sold. That's just a sad moment, you know, because, again, like I said earlier, Serifu's aware of her own abilities, but none of her her creations sold, none of her necklaces or anything. Ah, that's so sad. That's so sad. And even Takumi trying to come in in the clutch. They're like, oh, what if, you know, what if we... What if we put them on a discount or something? And it's like, on one hand, it'd be nice for them to sell, even discounts. But on the other hand, it's like, oh man, my stuff has to be lower price to sell. Thanks, friend. <laughs> um, and then uh, we got Seraphus concept art again. Very ridiculous. Obviously ridiculous. It's like, it's like the tree of life <laughs> that they have apparently. Um, but you know, Takumin does kind of talk her down a little bit, and is like, well. You know, we can't really use, we can't really do this the way you want it. It's impossible. We don't live in a fantasy land. But we can take aspects of your concept and make it more doable, more in, more grounded, more in the realm of possibility. Um, and so Seraphim was very happy with that. They were taking like, well, we can't have a rocket ship, but we can have that tire swing. You know, tire swing's pretty cool. Um, and they do have a little concept art version two. And it's incredible, right? It's just like, you look at it and you're like, this is perfect. A perfect treehouse, dude. Um, and uh, Purin helps Jobco with the blueprints. Um, again, she is super into this stuff. She doesn't want to admit it, right? And now at this point, I don't think it's out of her own weird, like, pride or something, you know, you know that she had in the beginning episodes. Now I feel like she doesn't want to do it because she's guilt. She, she feels guilty for kind of just dunking on the whole idea of a, of a DIY club in the beginning, you know, cause she was like, Oh, I can't, I don't want them to know. Like, you know, I called their club like old and moldy <laughs> earlier. Like, I don't know. You know, um, at some point, Pierin is going to, it's going to break out. I think, I think, um, and then we have a little bit of a, a little bit of a cliffhanger cliffhanger here where uh, Seraphu wants to show everyone something at her house, um, which was a little bit foreshadowed earlier when, we heard noises, some uh, construction-esque noises coming from her house earlier on. Um, and like Purin was like, what's going on over there? Um, so, I, you know, I wonder what it is. I mean, she's definitely built something. And with Serufu, I mean, listen, her stuff doesn't sell. So I'm, I need to know what she's made. Um, it will be really dope. And I, and I bet you this isn't it. But it'd be cool if she made like a little scale model of the treehouse that'd be pretty cool that's probably not it that's just what i thought of but yeah so uh do it yourself episode seven and eight again very feel good anime um we have a bunch of people working towards a common goal that's always a cool thing um and uh yeah yeah having a good time um can't wait to see what what Serifu made and then i can't wait to see uh them worked further and further towards their goal again you know i'm sure they're probably going to make even more different stuff to sell and how they get the materials for that you know it's going to be cool so uh yeah can't wait to see it and lastly but certainly not leastly 
Uh, we have Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, Episodes 7 and 8. The best anime of the season. Don't at me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, my, my favorite anime of the season. You know, I know the popular pick is probably Chainsaw Man or Mob Psych or My Hero. But uh, I just love the Mercury show. I just love it. Uh, so we got Miorine telling Shadik that she's only here to help Suleta with Ellen, uh, which is a, which is an, an important moment because, uh, you know, Miorine kind of has always thought of herself, you know, hasn't really done stuff for other people. She kind of has her own goal, which is getting to Earth. <laughs> that is what I want. If you do not help me get to Earth, I don't want I don't want any part of you. A little bit of character growth there, right? Um, and then we have a moment where I kind of feel like Prospera, which is Suleta's mom, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like Prospera is, is like nagging Miorine. <laughs> it's like, why, why, like she's saying certain things, um, like, seems like she's kind of offending her, you know, but I do see the merit in it afterwards and we'll get to that after. Um, but like in, in the moment I'm like, why is she like this? You know, like, I don't know. I thought she would be a little nicer, a little, you know what I mean? But I guess not. Uh, the real Ellen has cornered Suleta into kind of saying that the Ariel is a Gundam. And this is the moment in the show that I was, in this episode, that I was the most upset. Because I was just like, because I was thinking, and please guys, correct me if you think differently. But did she really come out and say it was a Gundam? Like, I feel like the line of questioning was... Oh, I mean, when, you know, when, when we dueled, you know, didn't you think that there was like a connection there, you know, between like you and your, and your mobile suit, you know, you know, can you really just feel it? You know, was it, was it just like that, that feeling, you know? And so was like, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, I did kind of have like a, you know, a feeling and they were like Gundam <laughs> and it's like, does that, does that prove like, you know, like she could have just been talking like emotionally or like spiritually like oh yeah i kind of had you know i kind of felt like you know i was i was i was, I was really feeling it. i mean because like that to me was the equivalent of someone in, in 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 basketball who's like oh man i was really feeling it last night it was like you know me me and the ball were were connected you know i was oh, i was you know it was like you know it was like it was it was like the ball was an extension of, of my body and you know because he you know the the basketball player went crazy and scored like 50 points and had 15 rebounds and 15 assists and you know going going nuts right that's a, that's a crazy stat sheet that's kind of the equivalent of what i felt like suleto was saying you know like i don't think she was like oh yeah it felt like a gundam she was just like oh yeah i kind of did have a feeling that it was like i was really feeling it that day you know like the with the with the moves and the, and the weapons and the what we were doing the fight and everything like I don't really feel like she was incriminating herself in that moment, but you just kind of were like, got it. She said they're connected. It's a Gundam. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you, you jumped, like you made the dots connect when they didn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, where are we? Um, and then the Benerit group wants to dispose of the aerial right because it's like against their whole thing or whatever it, 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 it destroys what they stand for i don't care 
um, Mirene got Gundarm Inc. funded. Um, that was a whole thing with like, okay, we're going to start a company where we're going to research Gundams and we're going to focus on the preservation of life through the Gundams and we're going to prove that Gundams are not bad. <laughs> and it didn't succeed at first, but then she went to like her dad and was like, I want you to fund it, you know, because she's like going against what Prospera said, talking about it was pride. And she's like, it's not pride. And so she kind of took what she said and flipped it and kind of proved herself, right? And, and you know, in that moment, at least. Um, so that's really cool. You know, you know, the idea of trying to change the narrative about Gundams, you know, especially through Suleta, where it's like, Suleta's not a bad person if you get to know her. She seems fine. Like, do we know that it's like eking her life force? You know, like, again, there's way more research that has to be done with all this. And it will be done, <laughs> as, as we've seen. As, you know, Prospera hands Mirine over all the different, all the data and, and stuff. Um, all the specs. Um, because Prospera does uh, tell Suleta, in, you know, in front of Mirine, that the Ariel is in fact a Gundam. It is. It certainly is. Um, which is funny, because we went this whole time thinking it wasn't. We thought it was some other piece of tech that's like, oh, it's not a Gundam. It's better than a Gundam, right? And then Prospera's like, no, nah, I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> Just like, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Glad, glad to know. And so, you know, that kind of throws Suleta off for a little bit. But, you know, they do have some back and forth where it's like, okay, you know, I trust my mom. I trust what she said, you know, I trust her, her kind of vision and, you know, why, why she does what she does. The whole analogy with, with the, with the, with the robot arm, you know, you know, Mirina isn't convinced, you know, Mirina still has her own little, own little, you know, hesitations about it. And like, you know, I feel like you should be a little more concerned about like the fact that you're able to pilot the Gundam, <laughs> you know, but as of right now, there's bigger fish to fry, I guess. Um, and then with this company, how are they going to make money? No one there wants to do it and wants to build mobile suits, Gundams as weapons, right? We don't want to build that tech because we're all dealing with that. Like we're all from Earth where war is happening and you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it doesn't really mesh well. So the other option is to use it for medicine, is to do different medical advancements, uh, save lives, right? The opposite of weapons, which would be destroying lives. Through proxies, lives would be saved, I guess, but this is purely helping people, and that, that gets everyone riled up in a good way, where it's like, okay, yes, we, we can do this. We got the tech. It's going to be crazy. We're going to help people, right, in a way that we haven't before, and um, and yeah, this episode does end with some, some shady stuff, including Shadik planning to take Mira and his company, and Ariel. So whenever there's good stuff, there's always bad stuff, right? Like it finally seems like they find an avenue where they can prove what they got to prove to everybody, right? Um, but there is some subterfuge happening and um, we'll see what happens with that, you know? Um, the higher you get, the, the more people want to take you down. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this company. We'll see how much funding they get. We'll see what they actually uh innovate on and uh what happens with shadik and the other people anyone else that's trying to use their their company for their own gain right um i'm interested i'm interested to see um yeah that was mobile suit gundam which for mercury episodes seven and eight seven and eight 
having a good time. Um, and that's the show. That is the show for today. Um, actually, it wasn't too much longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be much longer because I was doubling up. But uh, I guess not. Um, yeah, so that is not another isekai. Those are all the shows I'm watching. Um, let me know what you think of all the different shows. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if there's anything I didn't really pick up on. Because I'm sure I miss some stuff all the time. Um, I do want to note that at this point, I'm very happy with all the shows I'm doing so far. All nine shows. Um, don't think I'm thinking about dropping any. And since we're so deep in this in the season, like we're on episode seven or eight or nine of some of these shows, uh, probably not going to drop any of them. I, I can't really see myself dropping them at this point. Um, but on top of that, I do want to say that I do have a few different, uh, possibilities in terms of, uh, maybe, maybe adding some shows, you know, pretty late in the season. Um, you know, some shows that I wasn't super checking for, but now that we're over halfway the seat in the season, I was kind of looking at, you know, some shows that are popping off that I'm not watching. And I have three possible additions that I, that I think I'm going to add to it. I would, I'd love to know what your guys' opinions of it are, but, um, I'm thinking about adding, uh, Bochi the Rock, that show is apparently popping off like nobody's business. Um, number two would be Akiba Maid War. That show is getting some pretty good reviews. Um, it also just seems like one of those just like ridiculous concepts, so it might be kind of fun. Um, and then number three is Arknight's Prelude to Dawn, which don't know too much about that one, but people are people are messing with it. So um, yeah, let me know. Let me know what. Uh, Oh, my face is so close to the mic. Um, let me know what uh, what you think about those three shows. If you think those are ones that I should be adding. Let me know if there's any other ones that I, sh- that, that I should be adding. Maybe ones that weren't mentioned. And you're like, no, 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 this show, this show's nuts. Add this one too. Because um, I will, you know, I'm not opposed to it. Um, and also, a li- a, you know, a little bit of something to think about. You know, we're not, we're not really there yet. We're still a few weeks off before we seriously think about this. Um, but start looking into next season, you know, start looking into what shows are coming out next season. Um, you know, start, start hitting me with those recommendations as to what shows I should be checking for next season. I mean, I already have like a, I have an idea. I know there's a, there's a few sequels next season that I should definitely be watching. Um, but other than that, you know, let me know, let me know, you know, um, you know, the first couple of weeks or so of this podcast are always, you know, a big like testing phase where it's like, okay, there's a bunch of shows. Let's just watch everything and and you know see what clicks um but yeah that is it for today not another isekai um i will see you next week we're not going to skip any more episodes hoping on that and uh yeah until next time watch more anime